everybody welcome back to q-tips we are the video store junkies and we are back once again to bring you some amazing selections of movies possibly tv shows to watch over the weekend on streaming and we're gonna get this going just like we always do and this time i'm gonna pass it over to bill oh well we were just watching nasa uh crash a spaceship into an asteroid and that makes me think of one of my favorite filmmakers, the guy who, you know, filmed the fake moon landing. That's one Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Definitely on the top ten list of any decent list of greatest directors of all time. And I have two of my favorites of his. I, there's actually none of his films that are not my favorites. But uh, here's one that's a controversial classic and another that is, I think, an unappreciated gem. And I'll start with that one. It's 1975's Barry Lyndon, which made money, but was not the hit they were hoping when it came out. It's, um, it is an absolutely gorgeous film. It's like the closest thing to every frame of painting that you're ever going to see. Just some of the most gorgeous cinematography ever done. It's, uh, it's a strange little story about a roguish Irish gambler, soldier, all-around opportunist, played by Ryan O'Neill, who either gives an amazing performance or gives a typical lousy Ryan O'Neill performance. And it's hard to tell because I think he does exactly what Kubrick wanted him to do. He's, he's not showing, especially in the early part of the film, he's not showing a whole lot of emotion, but I think maybe that was the point. Kubrick was never really an actor's director. It's got a absolute, it's got a gorgeous Marissa Berenson who is just absolutely ravishing. The whole movie's ravishing. It's, it's beautiful to look at. And uh, so we watch this guy who's, and there's no, there's not a whole lot of likable people in this movie. And he kind of things happen to him and he falls into place and more stuff happens. And he takes opportunity and takes, uh, he does one decent thing in his life and lives to regret it. Look, it's a slow, it's a slow burn. No question about that. This is, this is a movie you, you watch when you're not feeling like, you know, need to have some excitement in your life. Just appreciate the beautiful cinematography and everything else about it. So Barry Lyndon, it is on Canopy, which I don't think I have, but it's one of the. I think it's one of those sites that shows uh, classy movies. Not a lot of shark stuff. Canopy is uh is is I believe the service you can get through your local library. So if you have a library oh. card, yeah, well, there you go. Oh, uh, I I actually oh I actually wanted to just uh, second that recommendation, although it's been probably. Uh, God, probably 15 years or more since I've watched Barry Lyndon. It's one of those movies that's kind of stuck with me. And I've actually been meaning to rewatch it, but I've been holding out because it's I think it's a crime. Uh, this film has not been released in 4K yet. And oh, I, wow. Uh, wow. yeah, just sorry, I'm getting way off topic here. But I think I mentioned to you guys, I, I got a 4K TV a, a few months ago, finally upgraded. And uh, one of the films that I've watched in 4K was uh, The Shining, and I've watched a lot of movies in 4K since then, and not a single one of them has come close to touching just how different it is watching The Shining in 4K. Like, to really appreciate his films, I think you have to watch them in 4K. And like you said, I mean, Barry Lyndon is literally, like, a lot of the film, a, lo a lot of these shots are actually based on, uh, like, uh, classic paintings. And right. it's just, it's just such a crime. I, I can't wait uh, to, to watch this in 4K. But hey, maybe uh, if I had a... Uh, if I had a, a, a public library card, which I do not, uh, I would be watching it right now on Canopy. So. Oh, there you go. Have you watched Suspiria in 4K? 
Uh, I have not. Have you? Is it uh, recommended? Yeah. Oh, very pretty. Very pretty. Turn it up real loud and you'll hear the neighbors knocking on your door to make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that Barry, you're right. Barry Lyndon would look up. Some movies don't really um, get improved by seeing every detail, but uh, Kubrick's would be the exception to that. Oh, and I need to throw this to uh, Paul. Oh, I, I thought you were going to throw it to Zach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Barry Lyndon is one that, that's been on my list, and the main thing I knew about it was the Mad Magazine parody, which was like Bory Lyndon. Or, yes, but, yes. Yeah. Harsh, but... But, um, but yeah, it's been on my list, so that's good to know. Oh, so let's see. Um, my theme this week... Well, you could have your two choices. It could be things we watched on our anniversary, or it could be animated shows that have Eugene Cordero in them. So the first one I have is Little Demon, currently streaming on Hulu, uh, I guess DirecTV, Fubo, and FX. So this is an animated series, and it stars um, it stars uh, Lucy DeVito as a young teenage girl who also just happens to be the Antichrist. Um, Aubrey Plaza is her mother, and her ex, Satan, is played by Danny DeVito. Um, it is... Very funny, very filthy, very violent, lots of cartoon nudity, lots of cartoon gore, lots of cartoon violence, lots of profanity, but it is super fun. Um, it is, it's just really fun, and it's kind of neat to have Danny DeVito playing against his, you know, daughter. Um, but she sort of tries to be a normal teenager, but she just happens to be the Antichrist. Um, her best buddy, Bennigan, is played by Eugene Cordero. Uh, there are other people in it. There's uh, the great Phil Lamar has some roles in it. Uh, and even uh, Michael Shannon shows up for a few episodes as well. I think they're building the story there. Really fun stuff. Uh, filthy, funny. Um, and actually, I swear the last episode, Shelley and I were like, was this like a very special episode of Little Demon? We're like, <laughs> oh my God, it, it actually had got kind of serious, which was really weird. <laughs> great show. Highly recommended. It's It's fun. So speaking of <gasps> little demons, I'll pass this to Zach. Uh, thank you, Paul. I uh, appreciate it, I guess. Um, so I actually have a theme this week. I don't always do a theme, but uh, I decided this week I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come up with one. And uh, my theme this week is uh, TV shows that need absolutely no promotion whatsoever because uh, they are streaming on services provided by multi-billion dollar companies and each of them probably have multi-million dollar uh, marketing budgets. So it's, there's really no point in me recommending them because you've probably seen ads for them all over the place. But you know what? I don't care because uh, this is our podcast. We do what we want. So uh, these are shows that I've been enjoying lately. So I'm going to recommend them anyways. Maybe uh, somehow, maybe you've seen the ads and you've just been like, eh, nah. But uh, somehow <laughs> this podcast is what's going to convince you to watch these shows. Uh, so the first show I'm going to recommend is uh, a new show on Disney+. Plus. The name of the show is Andor. It is a new Star Wars show. It's about uh, Cassian Andor. You guys remember Cassian Andor, right? From the, the Star Wars movies? Crickets. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> of course you don't, because even if you uh, even if you saw Rogue One, you probably don't even remember the character. Uh, but hey, guess what? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you don't remember this character. In fact, I would go so far as to say it doesn't matter if you've never seen Rogue One, if you've never seen a Star Wars, if you don't even know what a Darth Vader is, uh, you might still <laughs> you might still enjoy this movie. Uh, no, this is a uh, a prequel to Rogue One. 
Uh, it had to be a prequel because, uh, spoiler alert, the character dies at the end of that movie. Um, so they kind of had to do a prequel, which is always kind of iffy. I think we've talked about this multiple times because, you know, there's only there's only so much you can do uh, with a prequel. But luckily, I think they chose a character that is uh, likable. The, the actor Diego Luna, who plays him, is a really great actor. Um, but then they also, uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, background about him in the movie. So they, they get to flesh out the character. And like I said, like, this is a great sci-fi show without necessarily having to be a great star wars show if that makes sense so so far i mean there are a lot of the uh, star wars tropes you know it's about uh kind of him uh becoming part of the resistance and obviously like the empire is out to get him but it, none of that stuff really matters again if you've never seen a star war if you uh if you're not familiar with the, the the franchise i would actually argue if you enjoy science fiction you could probably watch this show and still enjoy it uh really well made it's actually, uh, 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 I guess, created for television by, if I remember correctly, the guy who, oh god, I'm blanking now, but he, he's actually, he, uh, he co-wrote Rogue One, but he's also got some other great uh, writing credits under his belt. He also uh, wrote Michael Clayton, if anyone has ever seen that movie. Um, so anyways, uh, this one's on Disney+, Plus. like I said, of course, like all Star Wars stuff is, and unlike a lot of the recent Star Wars uh, TV shows, it's actually pretty enjoyable. It's got a, a great, uh, great cast. Uh, Fiona Shaw's in there as well. A couple other really great actors that I didn't recognize, but uh, great cast. Really well written. Really well directed. I'm only three episodes in because that's all that's aired. But so far, this is a, a hard recommend from me. So uh, that being said, uh, I'm gonna pass this over to. Uh, uh, I don't have a really great transition. I don't know. Uh, so I'm just gonna send this over to uh, my favorite member of the resist i don't know uh <laughs> i'm struggling here folks okay it's been a long weekend it's only monday renee what's your first pick for this weekend oh my goodness oh my goodness so my first recommendation is a movie from the 80s and these okay so basically back in back in the 50s this object fell from space and scientists were able to contain this object and unfortunately, you know, skip forward to the 80s, a bunch of goofus dudes always end up finding this thing and releasing it and all hell breaks loose. People get infected and essentially turn into zombies. And this movie stars Jason Lively, otherwise known as Rusty from uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation, and one Mr. Tom Atkins, doing what Tom Atkins, yeah, doing what Tom Atkins does best, which is seducing just looking women? good. Oh, yeah. Exactly, looking <laughs> good right. and seducing the ladies. And he's got like the best opening, like introduction scene that I've probably ever seen anywhere. Anyway, this movie is from 1986 and it is Night of the Creeps. And it is, uh, available. <laughs> it is available on Pluto. Fun uh, movie. Yeah, it is fun. Super it's, fun. Yeah, very fun, very goofy, and I enjoy it a lot. I think I think you guys will too. So yeah, so that is my first recommendation, and I will just toss this right back over to you, Bill. Well, thank you. Uh, continuing with the Stanley Kubrick theme. So, okay, on Netflix and HBO Max... 1971 still super controversial i mean god this movie's now what 50 years old and and is still a controversy clockwork orange mm. wow what a movie um yeah. 
what can you say about this? If you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself. Now, yes, it's it's not a pleasant flick. It's one of the most... Um, I mean, Kubrick did not have a great positive view of humanity. I think that comes through a lot. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, this is, this is just a, an amazing one. Made a fortune. Could never be made today. And it stars um, Malcolm McDowell as Alex, a intelligent, um, charismatic sociopath. Absolute 100% sociopath in a dystopian near future in England, uh, ripped from today's headlines. Wow, it's it's just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. And and you got to give Malcolm McDowell credit. He's literally in every scene. He's almost in every shot. It's hard to think of another movie where one actor so dominates, you know, is is placed in that position. And and he was a fairly, you know, fairly young untried actor at the time. Kubrick saw him in the movie If, which is also pretty good, and said, "That's my that's my Alex." He's he's just evil, but, you know, a watchable kind of evil. Everyone in this movie is evil. There is no good one. There's no good person in this movie. Normally, I hate that, but given the world that he's created here, there shouldn't be any good people. There's nothing, no, no good will come from being good. So um, if you're just in one of those, it's an election year, so if you've really got a down view of humanity and you just <laughs> want to see it with some great cinematography, amazing music by Wendy Carlos just brilliant on every level 1971 clockwork orange get some jiffy pop popcorn bring the kids in call up grandma tell her it's movie <laughs> night and enjoy one of the great ones by the master and i now send this off to paul why thank you that was another one that i learned about through mad magazine i knew the whole plot before uh, i ever saw the movie what did they call and I, it and I, uh, I can't really. I think I, don't I think even I remember I, I, wait, something. I, you know, I think I do. I think it was a crockwork lemon. Something. Yes. Yes. That yeah, sounds familiar. That sound about right. And oh, I just man, remember like see. knowing that he's not hitting her over the head with a ceramic elephant. So that's. I mean, so <laughs> no, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh yeah. And oh, but go. I knew the whole thing, the whole plot. They got it pretty good too. Anyway, um, great movie. Second recommendation for that one. Um, well, my second film, again, we're, we're dealing with films that Shelly and I watched on our anniversary, or shows, or st- shows that have, uh, um, what was the name, uh, Eugene Cordero in them. So the next, the next show I've got is Star Trek Lower Depths, showing on Paramount Plus. Is it playing I think it's just Paramount Plus, that's about it. And so this is, this is interesting because it is a, it's considered canon in the Star Trek universe, it, uh, it's an animated show. It's a goofy comedy. It's by one of the writers for Rick and Morty. Um, and now, when I first watched it, it didn't quite rub me the right way because it was so fan servicey and so fan-wanky and threw, dropped so many names. Like, what, they knew everything that was going on on the Enterprise, even though they're not on the Enterprise? But it kind of grew on me because I really liked the characters and I liked the actors. Um, it's about uh, a group of... Um, lower they, they work on the lower decks they're the they're the, the lower level crewmen on on a starship and they happen to be on the cerritos which is a california class starship so instead of being like the enterprise which is the flagship and they get first contact and they always things like this the cerritos does things like second contact or shitty little um diplomatic missions or oh yeah we got to deliver this generator to this planet so they're just kind of like 
you've got like the second class citizens on the second class starship. But it's really fun. It it stars uh, Tawny Newsom as Ensign Beckett Mariner, and you've got Jack Quaid as Ensign Brad Boimler. Um, you've got Noel Wells as as Devana Tendy, who is a. Um, it's kind of neat because she's you know traditionally in the in in Star Trek they were the Orion slave girls, but she's she's an Orion who works as a as a star star um, Starfleet officer, um, and Eudine Cordero. There he is. As uh, Samantha Rutherford, who has a um, cybernetic implant, um, this takes place just like slightly after Next Generation. In fact, they've had like uh, at one point Boimler spoilers was uh, briefly assigned to um, uh, drawing blank. Do 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 do. Um, all right, see, my brain is just shot. Anyway, um, it's great. It's a fun show. Um, it does have tons of little. Uh, Easter eggs and references to Star Trek, but even skipping that, it's it's really fun. These characters are great. I love the 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 um, chemistry between them. And again, it's so weird to see this as a it's it's considered canon. So much so here, you want to have spoilers. Uh, next season of uh, Star Trek: uh, uh, Strange New Worlds, there's. Um, there's going to be a, I don't know if a cameo or uh, might even be just like a, a guest spot of both Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid as their characters from this. Though oh, yeah. it's going to have to be like a holodeck thing because it this takes place, you know, 100 plus years after uh, Strange New Worlds. But they said they'll, they'll be like live action. So it'll be fun to see Jack Quaid with uh, blue hair or purple hair. Fun stuff. I really it just it's really enjoy it. If you're a Star Trek fan, it's especially fun because if you want to play, pick out the references. Otherwise, it's just this kind of goofy, weird thing. And again, since it's it's canon, that's just the funniest thing to me. Anyway, so that's Star Trek Lower Decks playing on Paramount Plus. And and speaking of starship officers, uh, Star's fleet officers, I pass this to Zach. Oh, thanks. I thought you were going to say, uh, speaking of people who belong in the lower decks, um, <laughs> yeah. but I appreciate it. Um, okay, well, you know what? Uh, gave Disney Plus a little bump. I hope they appreciate the uh, the free advertising. I hope that it uh, you know gets them some additional subscribers. So we're going to move on now to uh, another company that probably needs some help. Uh, so uh, I, I think that they're I think that they're having some struggles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the old video store junkies bump here. So the second show that i want to recommend today and the uh, second show that i've been watching a lot of recently in fact i've just been catching up because i missed a couple episodes that's actually maybe the best way to watch this show because it is a little slow i think that's one of the uh one of the main criticisms that people have of this first season and uh i think it's i think it's valid it's it's a little bit slow there's not a ton of action but uh if you kind of watch a couple episodes at a time i think it's a great way to kind of consume this one and uh, it's appropriate maybe that it's kind of slow because it's based on a series of books that are maybe a little bit slow at times. And I am, of course, talking about The Lord of the Rings. And I'm, of course, talking about Amazon Prime's new Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. And uh, if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, the books, the, the maybe the movies, maybe you've actually never read the books and you're just a fan of the uh uh, the the classic now classic Jesus Christ this movie came out like twenty years ago I feel so old uh, the now classic uh, film series this is not actually a direct well actually you know it's kind of funny because this is uh, Andor is a prequel this is kind of a prequel but not really it's not a direct prequel to those for legal reasons um, but it is a uh, a precursor to those I guess you could say because it takes place thousands of years 
before them. And you might be saying, uh, how can you make a show thousands of years before the, uh, the Lord of the Rings? Uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to recognize any of the characters or anything, but you'd be wrong because you forgot. Elves are basically immortal. So this has several characters you may rec recognize from the movies and or the books. You've got Galadriel in there. You've got Elrond. Uh, Elrond? What the hell? Elrond, you've got... Uh, actually, that's pretty much it. But it's got a couple of characters you may be familiar with. And this, of course, uh, tells the story of uh, what happened before the rings, the, the famous Lord of the Rings, the rings of the Lord, uh, were actually forged. Uh, so it's kind of telling the origin story of the rings of power themselves. Um, a lot of people, before this movie, or this movie, this show came out, a lot of people weren't sure what to make of it, what it's going to be about. They, uh, Amazon was playing it very close to the vest. And in fact, I think we're like five episodes in, four or five episodes and uh, there are still a lot of unanswered questions, even for people who are very familiar with the lore. So uh, it's kind of fun uh, that we're kind of discovering a lot of things about this world. Um, I love all of the... I don't think there's a single member of this cast that I was familiar with before I started watching the show. Uh, kind of instantly fell in love with all of them. I think it's actually like one of the best cast shows uh, that I've seen recently. Uh it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have any, like, big names. I think that's actually kind of to its benefit, though, because you don't have any uh, kind of preconceived notions about any of these people. Uh, but it's got some great performances. Like I said, it's got all of the uh, races that you're familiar with. It got, you've got dwarves, you've got uh, elves, you've got humans. Uh, you also have, I think they're uh, actually not called hobbits in the show. Uh, <laughs> again, I think huh? maybe because of legal reasons, I or maybe it's just oh, hobbits don't actually exist as a race. Uh, they are called Harfoots, but they are still uh, lovable and adorable. Wait, wait, um, can I interrupt you? Did they not yeah. spend like a billion dollars to make this? Uh, well, supposedly it was a billion dollars total because they they have been basically developing, I think, like five seasons. Uh, they, they basically have like a five season arc planned out. So from my understanding. I just want to say for a billion dollars, you should get the rights to everything and several of the firstborn <laughs> children. Well, it's kind of a... State. It's kind of, I'm, I think it's kind of a, uh, a Marvel uh, situation where, like, even Disney doesn't have the yeah. rights to all the Marvel stuff because other people <laughs> had the rights already. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how any of this works. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, once again, the name of the show is The Rings of Power. It's a bit of a slow burn. Don't go in expecting, like, Game of Thrones because uh, so far there is not a lot of sex or uh, graphic violence or that sort of thing. Uh, so it is more of a traditional uh, high fantasy thing, which, by the way, I usually hate fantasy shit. So the fact that I enjoy this uh, says something about it. So anyways, uh, that is my my pick here. Uh, that is, once again, on Prime Video exclusively. You're welcome, Jeff Bezos. Please send the check uh, care of Video Store Junkies uh, for this promotion. And uh, speaking of things that are uh, in a... Uh, uh, the rights of which are in uh, a legal uh, gray area. <laughs> um, Renee, what is your second pick for the weekend? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm going to take you back a little bit further now. And we're this movie is, it's kind of goofy. I, I feel like it could have maybe been a horror comedy, um, but it, it is a horror. This is a movie that really was made to be seen in the theater so you kind of have to keep keep that in mind when you're watching it. Because there are certain things where I think if you watched it, it was like, oh man, if I was in a movie theater, you know, this would be a little bit different. So this movie is about a doctor who has discovered a parasite. And this 
parasite essentially like grips you by the spine and (laughs) and it grows as you are just (laughs) terrified by this this thing and the only well i won't tell you what you have to do to save your own life but um this movie is very fun and i'm saving it to last because i feel like everyone is going to have a comment about this movie (laughs) Uh, which is why I did not tell anyone my theme of parasites because much as expected, you knew exactly what I was talking about. And this <laughs> delightful movie is The Tingler. Yay! And... <laughs> the Tingler! <laughs> oh my God. And it is available in a lot of places. Uh, Tubi, Pluto, um, where else? Fubo, Roku, Redbox, Flix Flings, et cetera, et cetera. And if you go over to Paul's house and watch it, you can actually see it in Percepto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have I have joy buzzers hooked up to the bottom of my seat. Just tickle Um, the back of your neck when you least expect it. I was going to say, I thought I thought you were going to say Paul will just tickle you at random (laughs) random points in the movie, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, he he does that when you're watching pretty much any movie, so it's 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 only appropriate though. Everything in his house is Percepto. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's it's also the first film to uh, to show someone on an acid trip. And that that person is Vincent Price. Yeah, I think it's also the first film that was uh, written on an acid trip because it is the (laughs) stupidest, the dumbest, most implausible plot that has ever ever been committed to film. But I love it. It's so great. Yeah, I love it. Because you're yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. No, no part of this movie makes sense. Not a single. No, it doesn't. Not the beginning, not the middle, not the ending. But it's all right. That's fine. It's a great movie. Yeah, William Castle, yeah. and it just it keeps you going. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Oh my gosh! Another in a long line of Vincent Price has a bad marriage movies. Yeah, they made a whole <laughs> bunch of those. Uh, oh, I love it so much. Oh my gosh! So uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has any other comments about The Tingler. Otherwise, uh, does anybody have anything to sing us out with? I just want to say about the Tingler that they, they installed Percepto, which for people who don't know, little electric buzzers that were under selected <laughs> seats. And when the Tingler gets loose, there's a scene where it gets loose in a the theater and the screen goes black and Vincent Price is scream, scream for your lives. And they, they would buzz people and they would scream and, and all that. But they left it. I mean, you know, someone had to come and take these things apart and they didn't. And supposedly um, the projectionists, who were probably a lot like Zach. You know, that's the kind of people get hired for that job. We just buzz people. So, you know, Igmar Bergman is doing a nun story. When she's praying to God, all of a sudden, people are getting their asses zapped. It's great. Now, I've now, been Bill, touched did, by did God. He, did he say that, remembering that I was at one point a projectionist? And yes. Oh, I forget uh, nothing. Listen, okay. listen. I forget important things like my wife's birthday. Right, right. And, uh, you know, important. But I remember but stuff like that. what job I had 15 years ago. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> I put that Perfect. in a Rolodex of things I can use against my friends, and that is that thing is lock solid, and and I can retrieve it at a moment's notice. Oh, nice! Love it. Yeah, uh, Renee, I do have a. Can I actually? Uh, I, I'm sure that Paul has a song. But, no, you're uh, welcome to. You're welcome to take over. Trust me. We can. We can. We can throw rock paper scissors for it. Which no, we're go not for on it. Video, go so for I can it. just tell I'm you so what excited. I threw. Okay. Well, I'm going to sing the. Uh, incredible theme to uh andor uh based on the hit star wars franchise 
Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Don't let them end. <laughs> That's all I got. For the weekend of October 7th, Bill recommended Barry Lyndon, available on Canopy, and A Clockwork Orange, available on HBO Max and Netflix. Paul recommended Little Demon, available on Hulu, Fubo, and FX Now, and Star Trek The Lower Decks, available on Paramount+. Zachary recommended Andor, available on Disney+, and Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, available on Prime Video. I recommended Night of the Creeps, available on Pluto, and The Tingler, available on Pluto, Tubi, Fubo, Roku, Redbox, and a handful of other places. Sorry, Paul. Sorry to steal your thunder. Oh, oh, trust me. It, otherwise, you would have been subjected to the theme from Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It's been a long road getting from there to here. Is that the fate oh, God. Yeah, you of got the it. heart? Oh, oh, but you're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. The original series what? had lyrics because Gene, Oh, that's right. Gene, I know he's a genius and we owe him a lot, but he was a son of a bitch, Roddenberry. <laughs> yes. Took, yes, I forgot about the that. the opening theme and realized there could be money to be made in this, but alas, he had absolutely nothing to do with it. So he wrote some oh. shit lyrics that no one has ever used ever. And <laughs> every time right. every time they sold one of those things, he had to get a cut. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. I did not know that. Now I'm looking it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I'm curious also why he what liked... those lyrics were. Okay, <laughs> according to lyrics, lyricsondemand.com. Okay, they're um, not good. Oh no. I I go I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't uh, know how where they would come in. So I don't know how to sing it to. But uh, sure. <clears throat> beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in starlight. <laughs> I know he'll find in star clustered reaches love. Strange love, a star woman teaches. I know his journey <laughs> never ends. Oh, his never star ends. trek will go on forever. But tell him, while well, he wanders his starry sea, remember, remember me. Remember <laughs> me. Oh, God.